Cappuccino with Constable Brian. Real people, real stories. Uh, so my guest today, AJ Spiller, defenseman, left shooter, born in Portage La Prairie, Manitoba, Canada. It's a little way from Auckland. Uh, one of the most popular and reliable players for the West Auckland Admirals. Did you know that? Apparently. Seven years ago, he moved from Canada to New Zealand for love. That's a story that we can probably all relate to. The general manager of the Auckland Ice Hockey Association, who roughly we've got over 700 players. Is that right, AJ? Yep, close to that. Maybe a few more. Right. Now for all of our Canadian listeners... Seven indoor rinks, two outdoor rinks, and approximately 1,700 players across New Zealand, give or take maybe a dozen or so. You've done your homework. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's been coach of the under-18 New Zealand team. He's the assistant coach of the New Zealand under-20s, correct me if any of this is wrong. Yeah, I, I was the assistant coach for the under-20s. There we go. Anymore. Cool. Co-coach and mentor player for the newly founded, uh, and my favourite New Zealand ice hockey team, the Auckland Marco. And sadly, another Toronto Maple Leafs fan. But hey, look, that's all good. Uh, welcome to the show, AJ. Thanks, Brian. Okay, speed round. Uh, I don't know if you've heard the podcast before, but dedicated. We're sitting in a police car, so it's dedicated to the world's best police movie, <laughs> Speed, because Keanu Reeves is volunteered, John Wick. We'll just keep going. The most important attribute in an athlete is what? Uh, hard work. Yeah, good work. When coaching kids, you should always remember what? Uh, put yourself in their shoes. Um and what they want from their sporting experience. Even though those shoes could be like seven sizes too small. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Your favorite NHL, current NHL player is who? Oh, Sidney Crosby. I have a few, but Sidney Crosby's been my favorite for a while. All right. So. Last book read? Last book read. Um, Legacy. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Okay. The player I'd never want to mark is who in a game of hockey? Connor McDavid. <laughs> I can understand that. Yeah, okay, all right. And the player I would never, ever want to check and then realise as he's dropped the gloves, uh-oh, it's is who? Uh, well, Tom Wilson. I played summer hockey with Ryan Reeves one summer, though, so yeah, I can that's all good. both of those guys. Yeah, that's all good. Okay, right. So in the middle of a pandemic... You, and I'm guessing a few others, decide to start a new hockey team, a national hockey team for the NZAHL. In hindsight, what would you have done different from what you've done so far? Uh, I don't know, not very much. I think we, and yeah, like you say, not just me, but I think a lot of us, we kind of tried to see it from all different angles. Um, We really wanted to create a a place and an environment for these younger players to come and and get an exposure to the NZIHL at a younger age than they would normally and get a chance to play. Um, And so far it's gone really well, both from the coaching standpoint, the playing standpoint, and from the younger players and all the feedback we've gotten so far. So, Mm -hmm. and, and just the, you know, the noise that it made in the marketplace, um, a lot of fans. Because to be fair, like I was saying to you before, a lot of fans have either, well, I'm not going to say jumped on the market, bandwagon I'm calling it the shiver because that's what you call a group of sharks uh, have become part of the shiver and there's been a lot of uh, people up in the stands who have switched allegiances to teams Uh, people like myself who've come in at the entry level never supported New Zealand ice hockey and gone boom this is me so has that been a surprise for you or not yeah I guess it's a little bit of a surprise Um, I, I don't know if surprise is the right word we knew that there would be a lot of crossover players from other teams playing for us and and people often cheer for players but to hear that that you know, I got you on board with ice hockey and some other people too. I think that's pretty cool. Um, 
maybe not something that we expected mm-hmm. when we when we started with everything but to hear that that that's awesome that's all good so the new team comes with a few caveats though <laughs> it's comprised of under 23 players from around the country you've got new zealand mentor players uh from the nzhil league before uh it plays less games than the other nzihl teams it doesn't get any points for the games that it wins and it obviously can't make the playoffs at any stage, did any of you, yourself included, go, hang on for a second, AJ, this could be a lemon? Um, I, yeah, I think the whole <laughs> way through we weren't we weren't totally sure. Um, to see how it came off was great and everything. Yeah. But I think the main thing was that we wanted to get these under-23 age players a chance to play. Um, we, we outlined that to them right from the get-go that this is what it was going to be like. And they jumped on board and, you know, they've been... They've been awesome. They've come to play hard. They've enjoyed it. Um, and, yeah, so the whole way through the thinking process and everything, it's tough because until it actually goes live, it, you never really know. But I think it's come off really well. Yeah. Do you and the rest of the coaching staff and the boys from Puck here are going to hate this, but do you guys feel like Gordon Bombay sometimes from the Mighty Ducks because you're sort of having to beg and borrow and take bits and pieces from here and, you know, yeah, I think I think most coaches do beg and borrow and steal from everybody else, so that's we're not any different there. Um, but yeah, it's actually something that we have done. I think a really good job of, and this is from Andreas Kaiser, the other head coach. Um, we've done a really good job of letting the players make mistakes and not criticizing the mistakes. You know, we we want them to make mistakes and grow from it. Yeah. Um, so that was something we outlined really early, and I think we've we've done a good job of that so far, and hopefully we can continue. Which I think is something that's really, really good from uh, the Marco fans' point as well. Like, I've been up in the stands, and some of the younger players have gone, like, to the corner, for instance, and they've either slipped in the corner or done something that, like, if it was anybody else, I'm sure they'd ride them for the entire game. And up in the stands, people are turning around and going, hey, you know, they're only young fellas, they're just learning, um, which I think is great. Um, now, ice hockey in New Zealand is a tough market to crack because we basically play our ice hockey along with all of our core sports in winter and particularly that behemoth that is the All Blacks and rugby in New Zealand. Is there a part of you um, that thought when you're trying to develop the game who the heck is going to support this team? Because, I mean, the the Swarm, the Admirals, the Sky City Stampede, they've got some, the Phoenix Thunder, better not forget the Red Devils as well. They've all got really good loyal fan support bases. Um potentially from sort of apart from the hardcore it could have really been a disaster couldn't it you could have released the Marco and you could have seen like maybe your wife me and maybe three others up in the stand and gone hey look there's our supporter base for the next season yeah I guess I guess the good thing about the way it was released and launched and everything is we only play we don't have any home games no. per se we're, we're always playing against someone on the road so we're kind of pulling off of their fan bases as well and that was something that was thought about when we were um creating the whole concept and yeah and i think just from that we have picked up some followers yeah. and yep. probably some fans that cheer for us when they're playing against their own team as well because they know that it doesn't count for the standings yep. and they want to see the young players succeed too so yeah now when the news broke there was a lot of excitement um did you and the rest of the Marco management go did you have your few moment where you're sort of like thank god it's gonna work i think yeah. it's gonna work yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we did for yeah. sure yeah. <laughs> um, yeah to see how it got picked up yeah. so well by 
the community and the players and coaches and fans. Yeah, it was it was great. That first game, the first initial game against the Admirals, uh, I think May the first. Did you actually get to stick your head around the corner and have a look at the queues outside the stadium? No, I didn't. I just saw pictures of it. Yeah. Um, I think I saw a little bit of it when we went out for off-ice warm-up, but yeah, that, yeah. that was really cool to it see. Was, that yeah, was... it was staggering. I mean, I've gone to other ice hockey games, uh, but I was standing there and I'm like, what's that queue? Holy heck, that's the queue for... And uh, yeah, thanks to a Maple Leafs fan, I even got booed as well, so that's all good. <laughs> and and just on the queues too, they really haven't stopped all season either, so that, uh, that's great to see. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, thank you to all the fans that keep coming out yeah. to all these games. And that is a good thing as well. And the thing I like the best about the the ice hockey fans in New Zealand is it's um, it's look, let's be honest, you and I have both seen NHL games in Canada. It's not very often you get to see somebody wearing a Canucks jersey sitting next to somebody wearing a Flames jersey, wearing a Leafs jersey, wearing a Senators jersey. So it's it's quite a cool experience. <laughs> the name Marco. I know that you guys were around the lunch table because I've heard you talking about this before, and you were bandying names about. Yeah. And somebody said, "What about the Marco?" Um, can you remember some of the other names that you thought of? Like, I know when the Warriors were going, the Auckland Warriors were going through some of their names for Rugby League, they had the Rams, which obviously they rejected for obvious reasons. Can you remember some of the other ma- names that you got close to? Not really. Yep. We kind of thought about Nomads for a while, just because we were all over the place and we don't have a home, <laughs> but we decided against that for certain reasons. Yep. And uh, Mako came up and it was kind of, we ran with it. Nice. Was, yeah. All good. So the name's chosen. And then, of course, there is the all-important jersey, because let's be honest, that's every hockey fan's bread and butter. It kind of had to be blue or grey. What were your first thoughts when you saw it? Uh, well, I think the guy that, that designed it did an awesome job. Um, he's He designs a lot of our jerseys, too. He does a great job of it. Um, I think it was really cool to be involved in that. I used to play, like, NHL on PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Create your team and everything like that. So creating the jerseys is kind of... It's always been a fun thing for me, and yeah, to, to see them and, and actually do it for a team that's going to play games, that was pretty cool. Uh, so the whole idea of the Marco is to develop and support under-23 players. What's the feedback been like from the players so far? Because, I mean, I know a lot of the guys, I've, uh, I've either Instagrammed them on um, social media or anything else, and they're just amazed about the support that they're getting. But what's the actual feedback been from them as players, like? Geez, thanks AJ. Thanks for the Andre for the, the opportunity or uh yeah, I guess a little bit. I think you know they're just really excited to play. Nervous, obviously nervous. They're young still and it's something out of their comfort zone. Um but yeah, I think I think they are they have really thrived with it. Obviously we, we haven't won any games, but winning games isn't our main focus. Um, it's gonna happen. I'm telling you now. Well, yeah. maybe some. It'd be nice to win one. It but. Was, uh, Botany, you were really lucky. That's all I'll say about it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so, yeah, so that's all good. Of course, it'll happen. Uh, now, like you say, the Marco, we haven't won a game. And it will happen. Uh, of course it will. Is it hard to keep motivated, one, for the coaching staff, two, as mentor players? Because, I mean, look, let's be honest. Um, how do I put this nicely? I can say this because I'm about 15 years older than you. Um, the mental players aren't aren't spring chickens, and I know that there'll be some mornings you're rolling out of bed and going, "Oh, why?" And then three, how do you keep those young players motivated? So let's go to the first one. Is it hard to keep the coaching staff motivated? No, not at all. Um, you know, we only play the 10 games. We we have a pretty good outline of what we want to do with the season, and so to stay motivated is is to 
to make sure the players are, are focused and ready to go and to see their excitement to step on the ice and play against, I mean, some of their idols, really, play alongside them, play with them. Mm-hmm. I think that's motivation enough. And the fact that we're just getting to, you know, to reach so many players and, and teach them, um, learn from them. Yeah, it's it's been great. Okay, as mentor players, does as, it have to stay motivated? As mentor players. For me... Um, you always look like you're having a lot of fun. I, I do have a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I, it is a lot of fun. Um, so it's not that hard to stay motivated. I, I know sometimes it's... Um, I don't practice as much anymore. I don't play as much yeah. anymore. So it's a little bit hard on the body sometimes. Yeah. But that's just an excuse by me. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, you go another 15 years, you don't practice at all. Some of them say, hey, AJ, come on, let's have a game of shinny and you'll do it. And you'll be like, oh, for the next week. Um, what about keeping the young players motivated? Is that an issue or are they just all over it? Not at all, actually. It's it's pretty amazing to see how motivated they are. And I think probably some of it comes from the excitement and the nerves. Um, they obviously want to play well. They see it as their first step. And some of them play on their local teams already. Mm-hmm. But I think this is another environment where they can come and play a bigger role so for them motivation it hasn't been a um, anything that we've had to worry about they've been ready to play right from the get-go all right 64 million dollar question here can you see the day when the marker become a fully fledged nh nz ihl team and if the sport grows some more probably i'm guessing will it be mainly just made up of auckland under 23 players i could see it definitely see a day where it is a full team now i'm not sure what exactly that looks like whether it is just under 23 age players um we have a lot of players you know coming through the aiha and all the other regions and right now our learn to play program is is kind of bursting so you i can definitely see someday where there will be a team there it'll be a, a permanent team but right. yeah whether what that looks like i don't know yet that's all good now what were your very first original thoughts when you saw a New Zealand ice hockey game, first time ever from Canada? My first thought, I guess my first one that I saw I would have been playing in, so <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I guess I didn't really get a chance to watch, except right. from the bench. Yeah. Um, probably, I guess I was surprised, excited by, you know, the level of play that it was. I think it's, you know, someone coming from overseas would probably definitely be surprised by it. Um Especially if they came now and if they came and watched some of the youth games too, I, I think um, people would definitely be shocked and, and excited by how how high the talent level is. Yeah, and uh, a lady I spoke to from, uh, I'm just trying to think, she was actually a Maple Leafs fan as well. She said to me, look, the way I view this is she said it's the closest I can get to going home without going home at the moment. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. And she goes, I picture this like Canada when we play the All Black. She said, you have to take it with a little bit of grain of salt and say we're learning and we're trying to get better and I'm like that is a good positive attitude That's, I guess yeah it is alright tell me what's the biggest misconception that you've heard that most New Zealanders have about the game of ice hockey in, in your eyes and then I'm going to tell you mine um oh, I guess probably just the smash em, bash em kind of narrative around <laughs> it I yeah. think that the sport is going away from that yeah um it's it's way more skill focused it's a lot faster than it is rough anymore and the, obviously there's still those things are going to happen all the time it's a physical sport but i would say that's probably the biggest one that that some people see it as mm. swinging sticks at each other yeah, and fighting yeah. all the time and it really isn't that so i still have friends in one who can't understand why we have line changes in hockey because it's like 
how hard is it to skate around a ring? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. perhaps you should go out to Paradise and maybe have a crack. Hey, at we, it. we have players like that too still, so you need to come <laughs> yeah. and talk to them. <laughs> yeah, okay, all right, that's all good. All right. So, now, what do you think Blake Spiller, your dad, and coach and GM of the Porters Terriers, I believe, would say if he knew that at the age of four, because that's when you first started playing hockey, isn't it? Yeah, it is. That his son would, one, be a national coach one day, and then two, involved in the sort of making of ice hockey, uh, in New Zealand, what do you think he would say if I said to him, hey, see little AJ there, just put him on ice, he's going to be a national coach one day. Uh, do you think the laughter would stop? Or I, I don't know. I think I think he'd be pretty happy for me, um, and I think that he is. So And, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, obviously something that we probably never, ever thought of yeah. growing up, but now that it's come to be a reality, it's, it's awesome. I, yeah. I love it, and I know he loves it for me, so... Now, speaking of your dad, he's a Nashville fan. In a recent interview, he said he started cheering for them when Barry Trotz was made head coach, and he likes country music too. <laughs> like, well, he's got the right team then, I guess. Can you explain to me what makes somebody from Manitoba a Toronto Maple Leafs fan? Shouldn't you be a Jets fan? I probably should be, but the Jets were gone for most of the time that yep. I was growing up. They had moved um, to... Where did they move? Atlanta. Yeah. They moved to Atlanta. So they didn't come back until I was maybe 22. So I had kind of had allegiances. I shouldn't say allegiances. My grandpa was a Leafs fan. Uh, Yeah. yeah, So I remember watching games with him. And I have a lot of friends that are Leafs fans now. So it's kind of almost a way to keep in touch with them back home. Okay. Um, We cheer for the Leafs and swear at the Leafs and yeah, yeah, all, yeah, yeah. everything that goes along with being a Leafs fan. fan yep, yeah, all good, <laughs> so, right. So this is the question I always ask every Leafs fan because I just like to hear it. Um, what have the Leafs got to do to get it right? Uh, I don't know. I think <laughs> if anyone had the answer to that, that would be... Yeah, yeah, not wrong. They, I mean, they have they have some great players and, yeah, they're high talent. Um, and I hopefully, I like I admire Kyle Dubas. He's a younger guy, and it's it's hard to break into the fraternity of say coaching, general manager as a young person. So I admire admire him for the strategy that he's going with and sticking with it. And he obviously has a lot of confidence in his players and belief in their staff that they're going to yeah. get through it. And I think that's really the only way you can go about it. So, yeah. and I think part of the issue for them as well is let, let's be fair, they are a dynasty team. Um, and they've been they're like the Yankees everybody knows the Maple Leafs um, and when people say it, they're like yeah they should be champions and it's like <laughs> well mm. okay now ice hockey obviously plays a huge part in your life of uh, you type and if you google search AJ Spiller there's normally a puck or a stick somewhere in the same photo <laughs> yeah um, what does a day off look like for you a day off when you get them yeah you're having to think about that yeah so. well, i hang out around home probably yeah. normally actually i'd watch it during the summer winter winter in north america i'd probably watch the nhl so yeah. um day off is usually pretty hockey focused uh, i spend time with my partner monique and our dog ziggy and yeah yeah it's uh try to get away from the rink and yeah, yeah. and enjoy some other things and it's always good fun talking to people back in canada and they're like, are you watching this game? I'm like, yeah, I am. I'm trying to get stuff around the house done because it's like half past 10 in the morning as well. And they're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so if people are listening or they're interested and go, hey, okay, AJ, you got me kind of interested. Where's the best place to start learning playing hockey? Yeah, to start learning to play hockey is at, at Auckland Ice Hockey Association's Learn to Play program. Um, and it's similar around the country as well. Yep. So if you're listening from anywhere outside of Auckland, you want to bring your kids along, we give them a free trial. Um, usually two free trials to see if 
they enjoy the sport. Um, we are pretty confident in the programming that we have that they will enjoy the sport. We, we try to create a great environment for kids to come and, and work hard, play hard, but most importantly have fun. And yeah, the, to see the smiles when they come in the rink and then the smiles when they leave the rink, um, that's, that's, yeah. uh, that's an awesome day for us. Yeah, that is the cool thing about that. Uh, and from what age group do you take people from? Because let's say if I'm 20, and quite clearly I am not, but if I'm 20 and I'm like, you know what? I've finished playing rugby. The guys are getting bigger for me and are too big for me and everything else. I might go and give ice hockey a go. I quite like watching the Marco play. Can I turn up and get, get hold of somebody from Auckland Ice Hockey and say, hey, can I have a crack? We, we don't necessarily have any learn-to-play classes for adults. Yep. Um, the rinks themselves do run them. We have run some in the off-season, and we might do that again. Um, but we also run leagues for adults and 20 years old. And we have three different grades, too, so kind of a, a C grade, B grade, and an A grade. And, yeah, so a lot of the beginners start off in there and, and see where they go. Nice. Okay, so there's recently been a huge amount of emphasis placed on mental health and sport. Um, what do you do to look after your mental health? Uh, playing for the Mako is one thing. I, I still play. Um, coaching the kids, definitely. I think, you know, to get energy from them and then to give them energy and just be positive around them is, is really good for mental health. So I think, you know, getting out and getting involved in as many things as you can is, is awesome. Um, I, know, I know for me, Anytime we, we leave a learn-to-play session, it's it's pretty rewarding, yeah. and um, it's hard not to be buzzing yourself um, to see all the kids do that, too. So that's, that's really, uh, for me, the best one. Have you had that moment where, um, and I've, I've been lucky enough to coach a couple of Black Ferns and a couple of the women's New Zealand rugby team when they were at high school. Have you had that moment where you, as a coach, go, yeah, that's, like, that's the kid I coached. Have you had that yet or not? Uh, yeah, all of them. Yeah, all, yeah, cool, all of cool. them, I think. Yeah. To, just to see yes, to see them progress. And I've only been around for really two years. I guess last week was my two-year um, work anniversary with AIHA. Um, just to see some of the kids grow in the, that two years is, is awesome. To see them kind of progress through the age groups and even from practice to practice to see how much they're improving, it, it's awesome. Do you think some parents put too much pressure on their kids in all sports? There's that pressure to be like the next McCaw, Gretzky, McDavid, Perinara. Um, what's the way that you think we can actually get parents to take a couple of steps back and realise? Because, I mean, look, let's be honest, most Kiwi kids aren't going to step onto a rink and be Connor McDavid. Um, you and I both know that there is three- and four-year-olds that we've seen on outdoor rinks in Canada who make me look silly. Um so what's the best thing that parents can do if their, their kids take up a sport? Um, some people say, oh, it's to say nothing and let the coach do everything. Others say, just be positive about everything. What what do you think as a kid's coach? Yeah, I think I think those things are all right. And, and just on the Connor McDavid thing, most Canadians don't grow up to be Connor <laughs> McDavid either. So there's only there's only one of him and there's only one Sidney Crosby and the list goes on. Mm -hmm. I think for parents, um, yeah, support positivity um it's not a race it's not a race to get somewhere i think it's i think it's important to enjoy where your child is at um and if they're having fun and they're falling in love with the sport then they're going to keep playing it and they're going to keep getting better at it and i think that goes for every sport not just ice hockey yeah now as a coach do you agree with the let's not keep score mentality when it comes to sort of kids sports for instance 
or do you think that there's some better ways to encourage um, I guess it's teamwork and participation and the fact that everybody's having fun it's, it's a question I always ask people who coach kids sports because me personally I don't believe that you uh, it makes any difference because look let's be honest you and I have both been games to games where we say well we're not going to keep score and the kids will turn around and go we're winning it's 5-3 um, I think there's better ways to do it you can have more fun games you can do stuff you can mix your players around what are your thoughts behind it? So with us um, we have the under 9 and under 12 super league yep. and with the under 9s we don't keep score with the under 12s we do yep. and then we just kind of progress from there um, I think as far as keeping score goes, we want we want to create um, kids that are inspired to play the sport because they love playing it. They love getting better at it. Um, more of the intrinsic motivators rather than uh, the score itself. Yeah. And and like you said, kids are going to keep score, and that's fine. If they're yeah. if we they're going to be competitive on their terms, that's great. Yep. Um, we don't want to make them competitive on the adults terms yeah, nobody wants the incredible hulk in a set of pads that's for sure um <laughs> right now you've only got a couple more games left and unfortunately they're not really i'm not going to say home games because they're down in the south but who have been the uh and you can say i can't comment on that that's fine who have been the three standouts for you so far for the marco and you can't count yourself or any of the mentor players yeah oh yeah. man standout players uh all right first one i'll go is barbie alec goalie i think he the first game that we had, he played outstanding. Yeah, yeah was like... and that was uh, it was a good kickoff for <laughs> yeah. for our team. Yep. Um, after that, hmm, I hate picking out names. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's hard. That's all right. I'm sure Bar will be happy with just Bar. Bar will be happy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I think there's been a few. Um, Jacob Carey, who's been great for Canterbury as well, and he's played well for us. And uh, yeah. So when COVID ends, and hear me, because let it end, because that's what we all want, uh, so that we can get out and about, and the uh, the Ice Blacks can go and do things, we can get our national teams going places, what do you think will be the first thing that uh, the NZIHL does as an organisation? Where, where do you think that will be the first tournament that we go to? I, I, guess? I guess it's really up in the air until, until we do know for sure. Um, as far as national teams go, the the bids go in kind of per year. So, and right now it's all a little bit in limbo. Um, and yeah, I, with the managed isolation coming back, I don't know if it's as much of a trouble to get to the tournament. It's the coming back part. Yeah. And yeah. So I don't, I don't really see any clear pathway to those. Uh, May, maybe next year. I, I yeah, don't. Know, I'm hoping. Though. Maybe next I year. I hope so too. Yeah. All right. Now I promised him I'd ask, so I'm gonna ask. So if David Ears comes to New Zealand. Can he pair it up for the marker? Of course he can. All right, I I'll said to him, to "Get a jersey for him." Even if he's ready. even if he's sixty three in the shade, I said to him, "We'll will you out." That's all good, Dave. Yep. So yeah. that's all good. Okay. So the question I always end the podcast on is this, uh, and it sounds a little bit weird, but it's it's a good question. The day of reckoning has come for AJ Spiller, and he is lying in his casket. But strangely enough, you can hear. I'm going to say what the celebrant or priest or whoever, whatever your flavour is, you can hear what that person is saying in the eulogy about AJ Spiller. What would you want that person or the world to know about AJ Spiller before you sort of went on your neck sort of up to the rink in the sky? <laughs> Man, that's a tough question. Yeah, that's a tough question. <laughs> I yeah. haven't, I did, really, I, did, I haven't thought about it. I don't know if I like to think about it because um, I, I, I love coming to the rink. I love the sport of ice hockey. That's... Uh, yeah. Boom. Those that's are all, my answers. Yeah, that's all good. That's all good. <laughs> okay, so 
if you want to follow the marker, I've written them all down because there's so many of them. I'm not doing that to you, AJ. So uh, if you want to follow the Marco and you're a fool, if you don't, just quietly. So it's www.aucklandmarco.co.nz. Uh, Facebook account, Instagram account. If you want the Auckland Ice Hockey Association, you want to learn how to play, you want to you get, get your kids to play, it's www.aiha.org.nz. Facebook channel, YouTube channel, uh, and then finally the NZIHL www.nzihl.com they have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Flickr you name it they've got it pretty much yeah. yeah. So, um, but do go along do support local uh, hockey um, it is an absolute blast I know that there's lots of people I'm bringing next year because like I've never seen an ice hockey game before yeah they might be in a yeah they might be in a little bit of trouble because they've been going to YouTube and watch like Connor McDavid I'm not saying you're not Connor McDavid AJ <laughs> but uh, you know uh, but yeah go along have some fun it is a really good fun night and it's a good family orientated night as well uh, the thing I love the most about it is uh, there was the last game I saw yeah there were some kids who were actually leaning over the top of the screen and I think you went over and gave them all a high five and then basically said hey guys can you just drop down from the screens a little bit so yeah so it's just that it's that player interaction as well um, so yeah so AJ keep up the great stuff you are doing for hockey in New Zealand uh, I say this as a fan keep up the amazing that the Auckland Marco are uh, that's my team that's who I support uh, but you keep that up and most importantly the development of the young players because that is going to pay us huge dividends in the future, isn't it? Um, when we go to tournaments, it's probably quite likely that we're going to go up another tier, maybe with the way that our guys are playing. And if you, like you say, if we can get guys like Barr who maybe get that uh, percentage of saves in again, like, like he did with his first game, he's going to be fairly unstoppable, isn't he? Yeah, and yeah, if we can just grow it, grow the game, grow the talent level, um, yeah. and have fun while we're doing it. That's that's the most important. Cappuccino with Constable Brian. Real people, real stories. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss his next podcast.